0: Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm Larry D. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Glad to be
0: here in the Larry D. Studios. We're here doing it once again for y'all. That's right. And tonight we got a special guest with us. He's our first phone in call. We told you we were getting this technology. It's here. We're going to prove it to you.
1: But before we get to that, we got our weekly tradition.
0: That's right. We got our little uh,
1: elixir, our magic serum that we like to take. It keeps us strong. It keeps us young.
0: Yes, it does. And for our third party caller calling in, if you're familiar with what we do, we're going to just give a toast out to you.
1: Yep. We'll even drink one for you. All right.
0: Thanks for being on the show. Oh, Oh, that's good. Before we get rolling, Uh, how can they get a hold of us? All right, before we get started, we want you to subscribe to us. Hit that subscribe button. And if you got an haunting, an encounter, a squatch sighting, anything, or you just want to tell us we suck, like we always say, you could do that by emailing us at latenightwithlarry55 at gmail.com.
1: Right. You could even
0: <clears throat> send us a picture of your mom. That'll work too. That, yeah, whatever. Anyway, we got a special guest with us tonight. His name is Randy and we'll give you a little bit of information about randy a little background he's in the healthcare industry i won't tell you what he does because you'll have to call him personally but that's another podcast
1: yeah Yeah, he's known in the circuit he's known as rehab randy
0: that's right so (laughs) if you know who he is you know who he is but for those of you out there he's going to tell us about a sighting he had and what he thinks it is and uh we're gonna to welcome to the show. Randy, hey, welcome.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Hey man, cool. Thanks for coming on. Now, we understand you had some type of encounter with you. What what do you think you saw?
2: Well, when I was probably shit, man, I wanna say about twelve years old. I was probably twelve going on, thirteen. And uh, you know, that I hear you guys are always talking about uh, you know New Mexico lore and all the things that happen in New Mexico. And this is a New Mexico story. Currently, I'm in Arizona, but this is a New Mexico story. So when I was about 12, um, I was out you know fishing with my cousin. And uh, we're at this lake called McGaffey Lake. It's not a big lake, right? One side of it has a road that comes into the lake. The other side, the complete opposite side of the lake, is a mountainside fairly high mountain, you know, it is nothing gargantuous, just a decent-sized mountain, and, uh, we're sitting there fishing, and we're, we're just hanging out bullshitting, and he looks over and goes, man, what the, what is that on the other side of the lake? What is that on the mountainside? And we're looking, and we're looking, saying, they They starting to move around. There was, I think, three or four of them, but there were these birds that, you know, from the other side of the lake, up on the mountainside, the trees look pretty small, and you can stick your thumb up, close one on and block out a tree. Right. Well, These birds were probably, from where we were sitting, they look like about the size of a, a pretty large man, right? Good-sized man. What the hell is that? You know, so as we're sitting there watching, these birds start to flam their wings a little bit and kind of bow up and kind of perch up, and we're thinking, man... What are those? Are we we freaking out here? What's going on? You know, we weren't drinking, nothing. Just hanging out, bullshitting. And uh, so finally he goes, you know what, dude? Let's get in the truck. So we get in the truck, and we're just kind of watching them, watching them, watching them. And these things were so big, one of them flew away. And when it flew away, it's wingspan. its wingspan had to be 12 feet. It was huge. So we're like, what the hell? And later on, he told me, you know, he said, the reason we got in the truck is because those birds were so big, I was afraid they were going to come and try to snatch you. Right. So, you know, as we, back then, you know, there really wasn't heavy internet or anything like that. So doing research, you know, kind of looking at books and things like that, looking at some encrypted books, which back then, there wasn't a whole lot. It wasn't publicized how it is now, you know? So, as the years go by, you know, we've both, we've talked about it several times, and we do research now, and come to find out, there's been several sightings, you know, in that area, along the Continental Divide, up into Colorado and whatnot, of these Thunderbirds, right? These are birds that, they're supposed to be like a prehistoric, prehistoric type bird, but there's stories of them, you know, back from, like, the 1930s into the 1950s of them taking kids from neighborhoods.
1: Hmm.
2: Right. So, you know, the, the general consensus is, then maybe we we witnessed these Thunderbirds.
0: Yeah, you know, and here's the thing, Randy. The, the story you're telling me about Thunderbirds, I've heard that from uh, native folklore, too. You know, the tribes, there's certain Absolutely. tribes that uh, I think the Zunis are one of them that Know what a thunderbird is, but I, I I know for a fact that there's tribes out there that reference thunderbirds and they talk about them as big birds. Uh, I don't know exactly what their folklore with the thunderbird is, but I mean, what you saw, you know, that does sound like a thunderbird,
1: right? Now, when you had your sighting, it was daytime, right? It was daytime? In yeah, the of the day. Yeah, no, because I've heard stories about them, but uh, now. They say it's a prehistoric bird. Now, does it have feathers or does it have skin, say, like a pterodactyl? Describe
0: what you saw.
2: You know, from what we saw, you know, from what I remember, they had feathers. They were a feathered bird, um, big beaked, kind of like, I don't know, maybe a cross between an eagle and a raven looking type thing. Oh, that's cool. Big, big bodied, dark-colored bird, right? You know, and if you, if you see a raven, you know, you put a raven next to a crow, ravens are huge birds. A raven flies over your head. You could, you feel the the wind from that thing, you know. Imagine something like this that you can look across a, a lake. Right. You know, like you're looking at, you know. Hey, if, <laughs> a,
0: if a raven gets to you on the ground, it may be bigger than a crow, but if that thing starts pecking you, you're going to run.
1: Yep, And we'll we'll see, we'll we'll see who has a bigger pecker.
2: Right. (laughs) Right. Now, now, (laughs) did
1: did you stay there long enough to see all of them take off or did you guys just haul ass?
2: No, you know, we stayed in the truck watching when the one took flight. We looked at that thing and, you know, it didn't come towards us. It kind of circled a little bit in front of the mountainside. Right. disappeared in the back side of the mountain. And, uh you know we're sitting there going holy shit and we watched them and watched them and they kind of just shuffled into the trees but we did not i don't remember seeing all of them take off i remember the one that-
1: okay right. now there's a uh, there's a lot of stories about the thunderbird in Alaska now there's a lot of unexplored frontier there so who knows what's living there okay. and uh those mount that mountain range it connects all the way down to the continental divide so you know they could be yeah. following the mountain ranges where they're not seen.
0: Well, that's kind of like the squatches. Oh, yeah. You know the theory is they follow the mountain range, but here's what's interesting: when you were talking about your sighting, you said you figured that the wingspan was like twelve feet. Man, mm-hmm. you, you know if the wingspan's twelve feet, that's like bigger than a cow flying.
1: Yep. Right now, yeah. that that's not far fetched at all because I remember when I was living overseas in the Philippines. They had these bats. I'm sure you've heard of them. They call them flying foxes. Yeah, I've seen them. And those are, oh, yeah. man, those are big. They're like a, a dog flying.
0: Right? I mean, what would oh. you do if you came out and saw one of those hanging out in the morning? Oh, I did. <laughs> I went back
1: inside. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, no kidding,
2: you know. You know, and, and that brings me to the, to the next point. That area, you know, as we know, that area, the McGaffey area, the Cibola national forest, you know, the Continental divide area, that area is a hot spot, man. Yes. I, you know, I believe you. We, we we've heard um we've heard on the podcast you guys talking about uh, stories where um and McGaffey, you know, packing up the campground and getting the hell out of there type stuff,
1: you know, and right. Hey. segues into it. right now. We
0: we do reference that because we live that.
1: Right now, when we did that, yeah, do you remember? Do you remember we went picnicking when we our dads told us to pack it up? Was was Randy? Uh, was he there, or was he? You know what,
0: Randy? I think I you were little like little. in diapers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was little. Yeah. Well, when he gets drunk, he's still in diapers. Well, but that's no, I, besides the point. Well, that's, uh, that's, that, that's
0: beside the point. But no, he was in diapers, and I was, I was like...
1: Yeah, because I was young. I
0: was, I was young. like 10, 11... How long ago that shit was? Right, right. I'm not going to tell you my age, but let's just say that shit yeah, was a long time
1: ago. But back to the McGaffey area, right. there's been a, a lot of stuff going on there. I've heard stories of cattle mutilations. We've heard stories about the Sasquatch in there. Yes. Uh, you know, who knows? Back in the mountains, there's still a lot of area that no one's
0: been to or explored or Right. I, all right. All right, Randy, continue with your second point. We didn't mean to interrupt.
2: No, no. So, um so a few years down the road I was probably um I wanna say I was about sixteen, almost seventeen. Right. You know, and we were we were there at that same lake this time it was at night and I was with my older brother and a, a friend of ours. We were hanging out, there's a little dock there that kinda goes out into the lake and again it's not a big lake. We're just hanging out, bullshitting, you know, having a good time. Doing some night fishing, not like catching shit, you know. But we started hearing this this sound. It sounded like a scream, right? And not like a scream you've ever heard, you know, like a woman screaming or a man screaming or even an animal screaming, right? You, If you heard um, any of the wild cats, you know, a bobcat, a cougar, sometimes they sound like a screaming woman. Right. Right. Right? This was nothing like that. It was one of those sounds that, you know, makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up, you know? And, and we're, we're, we're used to the outdoors, you know, We grew up, you know, we all grew up like that. and Right. Yeah. Used to it. the cold but didn't matter. It was fun. It was what we enjoyed. And when we heard that, we went, what the fuck, you know? Right. And, uh, my brother and the other guy with us said, what the, what was that? You know? And as we're standing there, you know, it kind of it stopped and then it came back and it stopped, and it came. And each time it came back, it got longer and louder. And each time, a little bit more frightening, you know, you're going, oh, now that's getting close. What the hell is going on here? Right. And so, you know, it, it's dark out. It's probably, I don't know, 1030 at night. And uh, so the sound just keeps getting louder and louder, and it's a shriek, man. I mean, you, you, you couldn't, I couldn't replicate it if I tried, you know, even if I, if I got a synthesizer or some kind of uh, equipment, I couldn't replicate it. Right. So as we're standing there, we're standing out on this dock and we say, man, what the hell's going on? So my brother takes out the rifle and like, oh, let's just hang out for a minute. Let's see what it is. As that sound got louder and closer, it started to smell. The air started to smell and it started to smell kind of. I don't know, what I remember was like a really pungent, wet dog. Right. Like, you know, you got a <clears throat> filthy-ass hunting dog, you bring it in the house, and you start bathing, and you're like, man, you're still yep. Think of that, a lot more pungent and a lot stronger. And we're going, oh, shit, well, we better get the hell out of here, you know? Right. So as, as we're walking up the pier, and then you got to go a very small hill, you know, it's probably... I don't know, 10 foot up to the trucks. We're walking up to the trucks and they said, stop, stop. What the fuck is that? You know, and we look up on the other side of the road there, there's a big hill where, you know, it's big enough people come sledding down with tubes and stuff, but it's pretty, pretty good size hill. I mean, what is that hill about? Maybe 65, 75 feet.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Up the side of that hill, we saw, you know, we, again, we didn't see any detail. But all three of us saw it. and We looked at each other and we went, "Holy shit!" It was a very large figure, you know, bipedal. Right. I mean, it had to be, shit, at least nine, ten feet tall. It flew up the side of the hill in—I mean—with minimal effort, very few steps. It was if I, if I ran in my best shape, you know, up that hill. Right. It sort of took me. At least, you know, a few seconds when <coughs> the thing was up there. Gone. Right. Not Yesterday. to mention,
1: not to mention, we'd be winded. Right. Yeah.
2: But winded, but Jen- and it's rocky when there's not snow on it. That think is rocky. You know, there's tree stumps up the <coughs> up the way. And yeah. we flew up it with no hesitation, and when it when we saw that, the smell surrounding us, and not only the smell, the feeling, Right. Right. I mean, we're not talking, you know. Running to somebody in a dark alley, and you get that little startle. You know, we're talking. The feeling was like in the air was just like a chill, right? Like a it, it's a summer night, but there's a chill in the air because of the hair in the back of your neck standing up. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. yeah, your
0: your natural instincts kicked in and said, "There's something yeah. wrong around here."
2: Yeah, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't like so frightening, like that you wanted to run away. It was like, okay, we don't know what that is. So let's, let's kind of be on our guard,
0: you know? Right. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah.
1: Right. When something like that happens, uh, you're not used to it. So your, your mind really can't process it real fast. And that's why you're like, what the hell is that? And you kind of get a feeling of dread, you know, yeah. and that's, yeah. And a uh, a few podcasts ago, Me and Larry were up in Hamas, and we've heard things. And one night, the wind just shifted, and we smelled exactly
0: what you described pungent dog. It really was. And we looked at each other, and we were like, I I smelled it first. I'm like, he he told me, do Do you smell that? I said, Yeah. I said, Where's the dog?
1: Yeah. But if you could smell them from a distance, could you imagine what they smell like up close?
0: I I would. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah, everything you're saying is like so many people have verified the same thing. And, uh, you know, I I believe those creatures are out there. You know, and the reason I believe is I had my brother take me to his exact spot. And uh, every time something crazy happens. And, And if you are a follower of our podcast, we talk about one time when it's just me and my brother out there. We drive this road in and it's quite a ways in and to make a long story short so we could get back to randy sighting um we've told you all we were there alone and we heard someone throw a bottle on the dirt road and it made that doop 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 sound which is distinct to a bottle hitting a dirt road because we thus a uh, dust of us who've grown up in the southwest we're used to dirt roads.
1: Right, and we're familiar with uh, throwing bottles because we're always drinking. That's
0: right. And so <laughs> that sound alone, I, I told my brother, I said, did you hear that? He said, I did. Anyway, I'm going back to an old episode. So I, I know what you're saying, Randy. Now, Continue.
1: now Randy, uh, you, you left off when it was running up the hill. Do you guys hear it anymore, smell it anymore?
2: You know, it got to the top of the hill. Right. The screeching stopped. And you could still smell it in the air for a little bit. At that point, we got in the truck, and we kind of drove around a little bit, drove around our area, kind of looking, you know, shining in the spotlight. Could not see anything. It was history.
1: Yeah, it probably climbed the top of that hill and took off a different direction.
0: Now, are, are we ta- are we talking the hill at McGaffey Lake? Yes. Remember when we used yeah. to go on the tubes? Yeah, okay. Now, think about this. I know you said it was steep. Think about the grade, Randy. Uh that's yeah. that's a steep grade. It
2: is.
0: And and for like you or me to run up it, ah, no way it'd take us two minutes.
1: Oh, well, yeah. That's in our young days now. You yeah. uh, no, we'd okay. need a ride. At my
0: age right now uh, No, at my age right now I'm calling lift. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I, I get what you're saying. If you witnessed something take off up that, not only was it fast, it had to have immense power. Right. And Absolutely. and uh, pretty
1: good lung capacity, especially if you could hear it from a distance. Right. Right. Now there's there's documentaries that talk about uh when Bigfoot yell or scream the infrasound, is that what it's called? That's infrasound, Where, it
0: paralyzes you.
1: Right. Well they they use frequencies that we cannot use. Uh, even some of them we can't even hear, and that's why you said, you know, you couldn't replicate it. But those uh, lower frequencies, like big cats use them, and they're used to instill fear in their prey.
0: Well, it's elephants, big cats. There's several animals that have infrasound. And what my brother described, they'll do it, and it will go. People say elephants can communicate around the globe. Right. Because they could do infrasound. And that's crazy. So if a squatch could do that, just think about... They're all over this country everyone we've seen sightings and you know the reason one of the reasons I do this podcast with my brother is because I've always believed in Bigfoot but how many people out there Randy have said they've seen something like you just described you saw and they don't get credit for their belief people just brush them off and, and say well well we smoke did Larry D supply you no um, <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> So I'm like, what you know, the fuck?
2: You know, one thing I've noticed is, like, see, for me, I, I'm one of those people. I'm like, you guys, you know, I don't really care what anybody thinks. And right, right. I bring this subject up with people. I bring it up with people at work and, you know, friends of mine, and we talk about it. And when you start talking about it with people, I mean, it's pretty amazing how many people, once you bring the subject up and broach it, right? how many people go, you know what I saw?
0: And, right, and, and you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, right. You
2: now, know, or sometimes people even go, you know what? I've never seen anything, but I would sure love to spend some time in the forest because this is so interesting to me. Yeah, you know?
1: right, right. Now, now, when I first had my encounter, I told a couple of people at work, and you know, I got a ha ha little ridicule. But then there's people pulling me to the side. Hey, can I talk to you? I want to tell you what I saw. But, and why would yeah. that be? Right. Well, because they know. I've been through it, so I would believe their story,
0: right? Exactly.
1: Now, this area where you had your sighting—that's kind of a hot spot. Um, I, I want to say about six months ago, maybe more. We had your nephew on, and he had an encounter on the back roads in those same
0: mountains. That's right.
2: Yeah, and you know, when we were up there, him and I actually talked about it. I was telling him that's what I was talking to, and. I, I was telling him about what was going on up there and the birds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started talking about his encounter and he was showing me what roads it was on. And so we were, we said, you know what, next time I come into town, we're going to take that road and spend a little bit of time out there and see what we see, you know, well, see what happens. Because well, yeah.
1: Yeah. And next time you come into town and you guys do that, we'd love to go with you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
2: that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, uh, because they that area you know i i know a lot of guys that i grew up with you know that have hunted that area and stuff and people here i think here more than see a lot of strange things up there
1: right right
2: and, and again it sounds that that you've, you've never heard you know i mean um i've i spent tons of time in, in forests you know all over the country you know hunting and fishing and whatnot and that stuff that we heard that night, no, I've never
0: heard of that. No, and, and, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Look, I'm going to take you back to when we're going to go to episode one of our podcast, when we talk about my brother taking me back out there. It didn't take long, Randy, when we were out there camping, till I heard like 2, 3 in the morning, and I was asleep, and my brother hit me and said, hey, do you hear that? The screams I heard, I know no mortal man could make those that this oh, yeah. this is something that that 10 times as powerful as me i could scream in that forest and no one's going to hear me randy but what i heard yeah. this night when that creature i'm going to say creature when it screamed I, I you hear it blatantly and faintly but you're like i'm in the forest and if that if the person travels, yeah. must be on top of a hill and screaming, it was still loud.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, and I think about this, right? We all we all listen to pretty much the same genre of music, right? We listen to metal.
1: Right. And right.
2: some of the stuff I listen to, I listen to some pretty crazy heavy stuff, you know, with these guys that really condition themselves to, to growl and do some of this crazy screaming. And, you right, know, right. If you ever listen to Lamb of God, you hear some of the sounds Randy Blythe makes, right? right? Right. And you go, I can never do that because my vocal cords don't work like that. Right. And you think about some of the sounds we've heard out in the forest. I mean, even guys like Randy Blythe and that.
0: They couldn't do that.
2: They could not make those sounds, you know? It blowing our vocal cords out. Right.
0: And according to some of the documentaries we've watched, the reason is their vocal cords, they could hit the pitch that we hit and mimic us as well as they could. They combine what uh, the vocal, that Navy guy that does vocalizations for. Right. He said they combine like eight, eight vocal pitches at one time. And as right. to where we do what we do, and that's it. He,
1: he's the one who uh, analyzed the Moorhead, the yes. uh, Rod, the samurai sounds. Right, the the, the and, Roger yeah, Moorhead. Right. And, and now, Randy, even if, uh, say not even the growling or nothing, just a, a sustained scream, what we heard, there's no man who has that lung capacity. I don't mm. care if you're a professional no singer, whatever.
0: David Coverdale couldn't no have done what we've heard.
2: Now, you, you listen to some of these opera singers, right?
0: Some of the opera singers have amazing lung capacity, but they can't match it. No, they, not even close. Hold on. Yes, they do. Even the big men that are great opera singers, Randy, and they can ballow it out, they can't go into the forest and ballow out what I heard at the baritone level. This was like uh, something that had fucking testosterone to the 10th power. Going, rah, yeah. you know what i'm saying right now yep. now you, go ahead i'm sorry randy no
2: no, and, and also you know to add to that you think about the elevation you're at up in those mountains right. right 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 when you're in that elevation you automatically lose lung capacity you have to go to those mountains and train for months
0: that's what boxers right, do to
2: be able to have that lung capacity right right, right? boxers you can see guys yeah
1: yes because when we go up there uh it's not because we're fat, but we're short of breath because of the
0: elevation. It is. We, we got we, we to climb a hill to do our business, but uh, we both come back fat and sweaty.
1: Yeah, so we, we just decided not to eat while we're up there. That's right. <laughs> now, and, yeah. Now, uh, real quick, this area we go to in the Hamish, Randy, which, by the way, when you come, we want to take you there. That's right. Because <clears throat> I, I believe we found a good spot. I believe they travel it. There's a game trail up on the mountain. They do. Now, and that's why uh, I think we're close to their territory. That's why we even get uh, some kind of activity during the day. Now, when it, yeah. the night falls, it lights up more. But this last time we're out there, it, it sounded like somebody was walking around us on the mountaintops squeezing right. a gas can.
0: Yeah. Uh, have yeah. You've had a gas can, the one gallon one, then you push it in and it goes clunk, clunk. Yep. We heard that forever out there, and we we're. I was like, what the fuck? Who's got a gas can walking around? I'm like, don't they know they could get shot because then irritated? But if you
1: see how far we are out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, we, we always joke, if you want to test your manhood, go out there at night. Right. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but next time you come, Randy, if you got some time, we'd love to take you out there for a while, and
0: I don't know, I just something, something, because we've but. always had something happen. We do. But here's the thing. I mean, we started talking about your sighting with the Thunderbird, and we got on to Sasquatch, which we would love to talk about. And uh, we're willing to take you out there with us so you could experience what we do. But back to your initial sighting. I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe you, but I'm amazed that there's some birds out there flying around with the twelve foot wingspan, because if you look at the eagles in Alaska, they have about seven, eight foot wingspans, and those birds, yep. when they fly, they're majestic. Right? They're they're
1: yeah.
0: They're the symbol of America. That's why America's. That's why America said we want those birds to represent us. Now you simplify us, the squids, and. My daughter, the chair force and whatnot. <laughs> Look, we all served and we know what that means to us. Right.
1: Yep. And, uh, but but real quick, I, I watched a documentary and uh, it was about someone in Alaska. They saw what they thought was a Thunderbird. And, you know, in Alaska, there's a lot. You have to fly to go from one, one town to the next. You do. And uh, yep. they said this bird had this almost the same wingspan of a
0: small Cessna. That's That's a... F- yeah. What I tell, what I say earlier, that's a small cow rolling.
1: Okay. I've, but yeah, yeah. R- real quick before we uh, end this podcast and let Randy off the hook, I want to ask him. <coughs> now, I believe it was last summer you and your boys were planning a, a camping trip. Oh, that's
0: right. Now, yeah.
1: th- there has been uh-huh. uh, reported uh, in Arizona, I guess the mountainous area. Of uh, Bigfoot sightings, I have a friend. Yeah, he, he goes camping there. Uh, they rent a cabin, but him and his brother were down at the lake fishing, and it, it's not too far out of a small town. But they heard tree knocks. Now, uh-huh. did, did you experience any of that on your camping trip? You
2: know, no. But what we have, what we have done, is we have the uh, Bigfoot sighting map, right? And so, so we're hitting all those spots oh right on so we want to go go to the heavy spots and up on the molyan rim there's a lot and there's a a big friend of mine just uh told me about a trail that you can take that it's actually off the i-17 but it takes you up onto the back side of the rim and uh heavy dense forest and there's been a lot of sightings up there so we're looking at the at the sightings map and where all these sightings have been reported you know and there's a couple of big organizations here that are, are tracking Sasquatch, and so they they produce these maps. And uh, a lot of people they clear those areas, but I guess we're a little uh, I don't know, retard. I don't know what <laughs> what you want to call it, but we want to go to those areas. We want to, you know, we want to find that habituation area. You know, right. like my little guy. He's like, man, we got to go Sasquatching, Dad. Yeah, like, oh, let's do it.
0: Well, remember, just take them fresh cookies. Try, right. And, and that's just that's human right. curiosity. Right.
1: And I think, I think now you would have a better chance of having some kind of an encounter because we're in a drought, especially here in New Mexico. Right. So they come down off the higher ground looking for food and water.
0: I, yeah. I, that's so true. I mean, look at the state of the planet. Yeah. So that the tree hugger say, um, I'm all for it. I'm, you know, I'm not really a big tree hugger, but I'm like... I'm, I'm for let's let's keep some clean water
1: right no no'm I'm, I'm not yeah, a tree hugger, but' sure. I'm, I'm all about respecting the environment. you know if you yeah. pack it yeah, in pack sure. it out.
0: No and uh, yep not to get off subject, but I did get pissed off when I went up to the, uh, where we go the Hamus. I saw so much litter by one of the pristine streams. I was pissed.
1: Yeah, it's it's
0: disgusting. It is, because you know what? That's where the squatches live, man. Let's respect right. where they live. Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and you know, not only them though. You know, there's there's those of us that are hunters and stuff. You right. know, and we we want that's that's our lifestyle, and and we want to go up there and enjoy these things. We want the animals to thrive, and right, you know, yeah, exactly, to go kill them all and eat them or whatnot. But we yeah. want them to thrive because those areas are. That's our getaway,
0: man. Right. You know,
2: right. and if, if we trash them, then all hobbies are gone. Right. Hey, how,
0: how would we like it if a, a herd of deer came to our property every morning and took a shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, right? Think about how you feel
2: when you walk out to the front yard and some kid has walked by and threw a soda can on your,
0: exactly. on your
2: property, you know? He's going to yeah. get hit with the newspaper. That's, right. that's, yeah. <laughs> that's uh,
1: when you accidentally let the dog out. <laughs> you know
2: that's why the
0: squatches are throwing
1: shit you know yeah exactly they're telling us here get this out of here it is
2: yep
1: anyway you know what randy
0: thanks for sharing your story with us tonight we appreciate it and we'd love to have you back on again that's right because i i know you got more stories right let's
1: do another episode yes because you grew up in the same town we did and and you can't tell me uh, Gallup's not rich with the paranormal or just a bunch of oh, crazy that's, shit.
2: That's right. Crazy. That's I can right. tell you guys stories about the old cemetery on Aztec. Well, <laughs> I, well, we want to hear them. Yeah. If you
0: could tell them, we want to hear them. So we'll set up yeah. another date in time for that.
2: Yeah, it'd be awesome.
0: Anyway, thanks for being our first guest on the call in.
1: I'm, I'm afraid to yeah, say my honor. I'm, say, I'm afraid to say, but you broke our cherry. You did, man. You did.
0: Now I'm gonna. Hey,
2: time would have to come sooner or (laughs) later. Hey,
0: but we picked the right person to do it with. Right. So we we got the we got the technology. Our first guest is going to be Rehab Randy.
1: Right, and we're looking forward to your next visit so we could do some squatching.
0: That's right. And all you people listening, if you want to, if you want to see who he is, go to uh, YouTube. Type in rehab, Randy, and you know who we're talking about. Or go to Pornhub. He's there too. And it wouldn't help. It, it wouldn't help if if you donate to his cause. I don't know if you have a cause. Make a cause for us, all right? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I'll a
2: cause for the next podcast. <laughs> that's right.
0: Anyway, this has been so fucking cool, Randy.
1: Right. Thanks for being here.
0: yeah Yeah, for sure. And, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And your story, yeah, I'm fucking. I I've been to McGaffey so many times and I've never seen a Thunderbird, but I'm not gonna doubt you. I mean, we went to McGaffey many times and you know and
1: But every time we've went we've always heard creepy shit. It's at night. creepy out there at night. It really is. It, it,
0: it's not Hamish Creepy, it, no, but
1: it's not, creepy.
0: It's not Hamish Creepy. Come up we wanna take you to do Hamish Creepy.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But no, hey, thanks for coming on the show and sharing. We appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Tell your friends about
1: it. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Right. Peace out. Peace.